0: everybody welcome to improv faq at length this is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them i'm james quesada and i'm bob wick and we have our good friend joining us as a guest it is tiffany baxey thanks for joining us tiffany
1: thank you guys for having me i love listening to your guys' episodes so it's kind of cool that i'm uh, on here now Thank you.
0: That's really nice of you to say. And, and yeah, we're, we're really excited yeah. to have you as a guest because when we, um, when Bob and I started doing these episodes uh, in podcast form, um, we reached out to a group of people, uh, improv friends of ours that we've had good shop talk conversation with um, for suggestions of topics and questions. And uh, you were part of that group and you presented a couple of questions that we immediately were like, um, man, this is a great topic. And, right. uh, Tiffany make a, make a great guest, uh, since when it was your question. Um, and you've had you're, you're how, how long into improvising now?
1: Um, four years, like next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, the topic is going to be ego and the way that you, um, presented it in our survey was, uh, I think it was, how do you, uh, get rid of, ego when performing. Um, and then there was like a second question sort of related to it, which is like, uh, when performing, how do you shut out the rest of the world or the room and just focus on your, on your scene scene partner? Um, I thought those are really great questions. And so, um, let's, let's just start with like, what did you have in mind in, in posing those? What sorts of experiences, um, gave you that kind of question, uh, to ask?
1: Um, so the ego one, yeah, I think I said something like, how do you remove ego from a scene or I don't know, just performing in general. Definitely. Um, cause I think ego can be its own character almost. Um, and then like you kind of fall into that and like the audience can see it, scene partners can see it, even if you don't realize you're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I've fallen into it. I've seen other people fall into it. And um, in real life, yeah, I have an ego just like everyone else. But I I think that I'm like humble and great. But then when I'm on stage, sometimes it comes out because I'm on a literal platform. And I'm like, all right, just be the character that this scene is calling for. Don't be anything else. And um, so that's why those two questions kind of went hand in hand to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's really hard to be in the moment and be humble and like all of it together. Cause there's so many things that you need to be aware of when you're on stage. And that kind of tricks me up a little bit. So more, I was asking for like myself, but also because you guys have been doing it for so long, you have dealt with so many other scene partners um, and people that you've performed with a bunch and people that you have performed with for the first time that like, do you have a rhyme or reason? Like every time you go up on stage, to kind of like turn that part of your brain off or how to work around people that have not been able to turn that off
0: yeah yeah great
2: this is great questions (laughs) totally
0: yeah and uh i'll i'll share some of my experience too uh uh because i I think you're right and when we've mentioned in, in other conversations that like ego is one of the biggest hurdles to get over um and it's something that we all uh struggle with to different degrees um throughout the improv career and um for me, like I definitely remember, and I, th- I, I think you can relate to this, Tiffany. Is is that like, um, uh, and and Bob, I, th- I think the three of us are all the types of personalities that, um, well, like when we discovered improv, very excited to get involved and eager to get opportunities. Um, and I remember like my experience being that, like, you know, when I would get a, a big opportunity, um, what what seemed relatively big in my world of improv that that's when like the ego would kick in for me and that that's like relative now, uh, too, is, is that like, if I get uh, an opportunity at diff or a special event or a paid performing opportunity, um, that has stakes to it, that's where like ego, uh, comes into play for me. And, and like, uh, early on, you know, anything from like getting cast on, on your team for the first time and being like, like, Oh man, now I have like something to prove. And even, even though that's not like what's driving me consciously, there is like that, that part for everyone that that is somewhere in the mix is like, now I have to like, kind of like show my, my worth or prove that I'm worth this opportunity. You know what I mean? And that, and that ego of like, can, can, um, uh, really create conflict with just being able to to play versus like being able to prove that you can play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah, that's I, how I think of it yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's I relate that's
1: to playing. that hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah. So it's reassuring, honestly, that you've been doing it for like 15 years now or something crazy. Um, 10. So thank you, <laughs> 10, okay. Bob's <laughs> been doing it for like 45 or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: old I am. Yeah, deep. look at that beard. <laughs> oh my God, it's all gray. But yeah, this hey. is 10
2: years, also, that one's 45 November. years. Oh man. this beard's been doing improv longer than both of Uh, (laughs) you no but like when i think of ego i think of like there's the two versions like what you just described like almost faking it till you make it like just it's coming from like a protect yourself like i'm on stage i'm very vulnerable Mm -hmm. like i want to heighten my personality just so i can be a little bit bigger in this room and then there is that ego where it's like a, a false sense of uh entitlement type ego, mm. and i find that harder to play with because that's someone who who wants to be in control all the time you know like you're not they're not protecting themselves they they oh i got this so just uh just uh, just get on my way rather than mm. you know i just want to be secure when i when i play i mean and both have their their down falls and can be disruptive during a, a long form scene but I think I think the latter is it's a lot rougher to play with um and you know unfortunately with this thing like <laughs> improv you, you we do get people who have that you know that's you know we, we we're connected to drama we we're gonna play with dr- dramatic people um
1: mm-hmm. so yeah, I, yeah. I I've fallen into that too and it's like real shitty because. I mean, I hope that I've learned from it. Um, but there are times where I'm like, no, no, no. My idea is better, you know? And it's like, that's a literal <laughs> thing that you learn to not do an improv, right? Like that's so not supportive. Uh, I'm yeah. like, no, no, I know my thing is better. And then I see it unravel and I'm like, oh, they all just work so well as a team. Even if I'm just with three other people, you know, uh, or two other people, I'm like, oh man, okay, that's improv. You know, so I've been on both yeah. sides of that where I'm just like, um yeah, okay, I'm I'm letting things happen and I do my parts and they're doing their parts and it's great and it's all like whatever. And then I realize like, okay, that's good. And then there are those days where I'm just like, well, I'm on stage too, like hear yeah. what I have to say. You know? And I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, how did I get to that? Um because I'm not as experienced, um, of course I don't want to be that person, but it is more of what you were saying, Bob, that you're going to encounter those people regardless of how you act. Right. um so you know what what are your magic tricks to like make sure that you can still have fun while they're also having fun um regardless of who's saying more or you know like the actual outcome of just like are people going to walk out of that being like that was a best show I've ever seen you know because there's there's a lot of things that like are in people's heads like when they're performing and
2: yeah um, I mean a- as a self-defense move if I'm playing with somebody who always has to has high status, or you know, there's someone, because honestly, this is supposed to be fun, right? And we're all playing, and you know, we all have our day. Tiffany, I wish I can tell you that that it's going to get easier and you'll never play with ego again. But I've been doing this for 150 years, and I still have those days. <laughs> it's it's unavoidable. It's part of your human nature. It's part of your personality. It, it's buried somewhere, and it sometimes it pops up. Not a big deal. But some people that's all you get when you play with them and they're and they're just not fun to play with. And it's, it's too much work. So as a self-defense move, um, I say play as vulnerable as possible hmm. and play with, with a much emotion and without, I mean, and the move isn't to try to steal the scene is, you know, it's heightening what they're presenting to, to the best of your ability, like taking care of them, even though it's, Either they're not playing fair you play better mm-hmm. and honestly you'll steal the scene almost 100 percent of the time like you can let them lead but if you are following with enthusiasm and just letting it letting it hit like you're gonna get noticed you know
1: mm-hmm. i like that
0: yeah yeah i and i uh vulnerability and um bob you've also uh advised playing low status and um uh, j- just like, I mean, for, for if that's the type of ego is, is like the 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 high status kind of control thing that in your scene partner, then then yeah, playing low status is, is a good exercise. And it also helps um uh uh keep your ego at bay. Like a willingness to do that mm-hmm. is like that's actually exercising good um ego management skills uh right there for for yourself. Um I also in general just like to uh operate from the place of uh believing that everyone's doing things with the best of intentions That's um true. with okay. a with a desire to have fun have a good show um and that gives me uh a good amount of patience um and you know i i i, th- I think that like patience is a- also from a place of, of like empathy like having this kind of conversation where like uh three different experience levels um and uh and paths are are like all saying the same thing about like ego coming into play and there's uh you know understanding that that, that type of thing is a part of everybody's experience gives me, me personally i'm i'm like that gives me a lot more patience for um when i when i feel like i'm i'm up against that because i know that i've been on the other side of it and i'm like somebody else was patient yeah. with me i'm going to be patient with them
1: Mm
2: -hmm. oh yeah pay it forward uh let me ask you this both of you have you ever been in the middle of a set and like oh man i've i'm bulldozing i'm playing i'm not being like a a teammate right now i'm being a, a superstar in my own world uh and if so was there something you did to kind of balance the rest of the the set out or your performance out
1: um Honestly, a lot of times when I'm on stage, I black out completely. I don't know what happens until someone else will be like, oh, well, that was great when you did this. I'm like, I did that, you know. Um,
2: (laughs) I absolutely love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember like anything when I'm on there. Um, Just recently in one of my troop group chats, someone was like, oh, people talk about your favorite memories. And I'm like, "Um." Yeah, that one was fun. You know, I just, I don't remember. Um, right. But in class or in rehearsals, I remember a little bit more. And I, I would cop out and just have my character fall and die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: killing your own ego. I like that. Oh, no, what a great metaphor.
1: <laughs> um, one time I did do that at a class show. Um, my teacher, Scotty, did not even notice. Um, there were so many people on stage and it wasn't supposed to be a group scene and I was wow. like, no, my thing is good, it's gonna be funny I have a character, blah blah but these characters came out first and kind of like established themselves and I'm on there and I just fall over and die and it was,
0: you just that like, was my way
1: out it was like, I don't know, <laughs> intro three you just go like, ah <laughs> well we were at a party and we were drinking and I, I choked on my drink silently and died. <laughs> Um so then I realized that that could work and I've done that a few times and it's not good. I'm not saying it i have it must have been
2: <laughs> some kind of party if that wasn't the focal point.
1: <laughs> it yeah. ended up from what I remember, something about only because other people have brought it up again, um, about like swingers. And so I wouldn't have been part of that anyway. I didn't establish it. I wasn't part of a duo. So I'm like, Oh, it's a good thing I was not in that scene at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've Again, like, I don't have good advice on that. Um, so that's why I'm talking to you guys about it. Because that's a really good question, Bob. Because um, yeah. I've just been like, I don't know what I'm doing and find a way to like walk out. Because I don't know how to get it back together once I've lost it. Um, that's just something about me. In real life, too. Um, that I just need to find a way to like recoup myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm I'm with you, Tiffany. Because I'm like, I th- I think it's... I'm in awe of people that can play without ego or, or like I, I really find myself drawn to people that can um, diffuse uh, ego in me. Like um co- a, like a sense of composure and dignity and control mm-hmm. is like kind of where my ego is. And, and I, I will sometimes challenge myself to a step out of that with, with different goals and whatever. And, but like there's some people that, that seem to have a, a much better handle on it um, or, or, can let go uh, more easily. And I, and I like to surround myself with those people, but Mm -hmm. to answer your question, Bob, I can't say that I have um, noticed that that, that's what I was doing in the middle of a set and stopped. I can definitely say that I've gotten off stage and been like, (sighs) I, yeah. think I might have been playing a little hot
2: there. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go.
0: Well, just just then, then it's like it's like I spend time in between shows and just considering it and, and again try trying not to come at it from a place of like beating myself about uh, about like how I should have done things differently, but like mm-hmm. just how, how I could have done things differently, or like recognizing kind of kind of uh uh identifying that mode that I was in so that i can recognize it more easily if it happens again um is is, is more how that goes have, have you bob and been like Uh-oh. oh oh, <laughs> i'm kind of uh, pushing <laughs> and then slow down oh, during the set
2: like the first 30 years of improv yeah <laughs> uh especially like when i started doing showdowns because like it's a competition so that it brings out like a like a more competitive side of me i guess and I think there is some room to play with ego. Like if like you just said, like playing if someone's playing hot, or like you were playing hot. And if we're playing as a as a group and someone's just has, you know, if we're playing like a sport or something, uh, I'm gonna go for a sport metaphor, just <laughs> bear with me here. If we're playing basketball and someone's shooting threes all day, I'm passing them the ball. That, that landed. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. NFL. What? (laughs) Anyways. uh, But yeah. And I don't think that's playing with ego. If, if you're hot, like sometimes you have to step up. We, we talk about, oh, you got to make bold choices and be bold and, you know, step out of your comfort zone. And sometimes that's what it looks like. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess there, you have to know the difference when you're in control of it and when it's just something that you're, it's coming from an insecure place, I guess.
1: I like that you mentioned short form because I when I asked the question like originally I was thinking of long form because I've been doing so much of it and it was like, you know, coming out of Moon Monster that I was in for like a year and then kind of like wasn't doing shows at all. So like that was just in my brain. Right. Uh, But short form, I think I do see it a lot more because people have like a shorter time to get their point across, to get that joke out, to get that laugh. and so now that I think about it, yeah, I feel like I see that and have felt that more in short form, um, being on stage and being like, shit, I'm not quick enough, uh, you know, or if I notice that I'm doing something good, keep doing it and like driving it home until people are sick of it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, Oh, that's yeah. not a good way to do it either. Like I should find that balance of this is working, let that happen, but also let other people do their thing too. Cause we're all on stage. Um, So I think in short form, in the beginning, that was a lot of what I was doing. But I was also a very new improviser. Because when you learn short form, you have, like, not really done anything. At least that that was my case. I did, like, one play that, you know, our temple watched. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't do any of that. So I was learning everything all at once. Um, But, yeah, so it's interesting that you brought up short form because I kind of forgot about
2: short form. I think that's the last thing you (laughs) learn as improviser, like, patience you know we don't really discuss that too much during class and i think that's something you just have to develop with stage time and when you're in classes you get like what one show every two months every mm-hmm. nine weeks like that's that's no way to develop patience because you're waiting so long just to get on there and you get 20 mm-hmm. minutes with you know 20 other people who <laughs> who all are impatient as well so you got it's like being being a, a child in a twenty kid family and there's only one turkey like you just gotta fight for yeah. your le- for your leg. <laughs> I-,
1: I think you can stop with the analogies, they're not, they're not
2: <laughs> no. Right. Oh, no, 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 oh, now they're on. They're- <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, uh, short form to me, I, maybe what's in what's interesting is how, at least um, in my mind, it's o- it's almost like like ego. Uh, it's it's like kind of baked into to short form to like kind of personify um not personify ego but but like have have like a stage presence or like a, a stage character version of yourself um at least in things like the showdown where it's where it's that like who's line game show thing is that like there's 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 the you that is a performer that isn't always doing characters and part of the the you know divisive short form in um like line games uh is to deliver with that, like sell it like an expert kind of thing. Right. And so having a little amplified confidence is kind of like baked into short form in my mind. And so mm-hmm. I think that that like, I, I can't say that 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 it's come up for me in the same way in short form, um, because I, it's maybe there's something freeing about being like, oh, I'm supposed to act kind of confident. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, so that's the way I'm presenting myself whereas like if if I don't have that in like long form, uh, or or like in other settings too, just in general, it's like I'm trying to act like too relaxed or too confident, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to like compensate for how I'm feeling when, when I know getting before I get on stage that like they're like, oh, um, this is important. Um, and then I will either like be like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into that and just like play impulsively, or um, I'll I'll be like uh like okay dial it back dial it back like mm-hmm. like follow every third impulse like you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so it's 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 a little bit more of a um internal battle I guess uh in when it's when it's uh, in in the long form context as opposed yeah. to like I don't know you, you know what I mean
2: No absolutely absolutely like uh there's been times during short form that I would give myself rules like uh if we're playing a line game and Oh, I just got a bunch of these. I just got a bunch. I could go out there, boom, 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 boom. And I notice, like, okay, you can't go twice in a row. You can't, you know, you can't go until Scotty goes. I don't, why not? I, I don't know. Just, <laughs> yeah.
0: just because, just,
2: just do that. Just, just for a pacing thing.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah uh, watch I, watch your balance inside of the the cast uh, yeah. context yeah
2: especially if we're doing like like with the showdown you're you're playing three on three so make sure the other team gets a chance and mm-hmm. uh, remind myself it's not a real competition mm-hmm. not a real competition <laughs> this is not a sport stop uh, mm-hmm. but, uh with long form um a mantra i, I guess for lack of a better term I, I came up with if it's a good idea it can wait so, like, well, whenever, like, just like every other Advanced 2 student, when I learned about walk-ons, I just, man, as soon as someone's like, wait till dad gets home, boom, here's Bob Wick. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the dad character now. Like, or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if I had an idea that I thought was going to heighten the scene, like, sometimes it's time sensitive. If it's, but usually those kind of things are, like, more punchline-ish than something that will actually help the scene. So, mm-hmm. if it's good you can give it a couple beats and walk on and then it'd be almost more of a surprise. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that. Um, And I think that learning short form first actually gave me the confidence because like you were saying, James, you kind of had to have an ego to play like challenge or like any type of line game. Um, And so it helped me get out there more and be confident, even, even if it's the stupidest thing I've ever said, um, just making sure I got out there and said it as if it was like the best thing I said. Right. Um, and like, that's kind of what you're like taught, just like do it. Um, so that helped me. But then I did, I was not good at that transition from short form to long form. Cause then I was like, Ooh, every idea I have is good. I got to Like you said, Bob, like I have to do the walk-ons. I have to like, you know, get my character out there. Like every scene needs me in it. And like, whether or not I always went out there. Cause I think, um, Do you guys know, Doug, (laughs) Um, he he would probably be like, you didn't get out enough until like advanced four. But um, I, I would always like want to, and you can see me in the back just being like, oh, got to get out there because I'm going to make everything better. You know, that's not good either. People can still see you, right. And that's still kind of ego without actually being on stage. Um, And instead of beating myself up about it, I kind of started to get a little, okay, well, if I have an idea and I want to go out, just go out. If I don't, don't force it. You know, like that was yeah. a really hard thing for me to, not saying I mastered it, but it was a really hard thing for me to kind of get control over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think is really valuable um, in, in long form um, that uh, we we don't use a lot in uh, the Detroit improv scene is is group group games and group work. Yeah. Um, I think that that is a really, you know, even just like, because, because things like make a machine, um, uh, and, and like group exercises, give and take walks, space walks and stuff like that, um, which you do early on. And, and I would think regardless of whether you're doing short form or long form in a program, those are early on. But like, once you get into like the intermediate to advanced levels, those get like less and less. And I think that they should really stick around oh, more yeah. because, because yeah. they have a lot to do with ego death. As much as they have to do with whatever the, the exercise is uh aiming at beyond that, um a willingness to just kind of like commit to imagination, have fun with something that like feels stupid. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, and and, and so the power through it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're we're walking through gel <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but, but like, like organic group games and, um, Harold kind of, kind of stuff, those, those, um, more abstract, uh, long form elements, uh, I think can, can really be a nice tool for like, um, you know, group mind, uh, by way of ego death, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, something that I, I think is a, is a good tool for, for maybe groups that are looking to kind of like, um, challenge or, or explore this question of like, Ego and balance and ensembles like kill everyone's ego by making sure that that everyone's able to, to do group games and group work.
2: So you say an ego death reminded me of uh, almost a litmus test I do if I have a class that's not gelling so well. Uh, actually, I th- I think it's a it's an exercise you taught me where you do make a machine. And then you do the character, where you build a character out of multiple people, and then you have the battle scene. Yeah. Well, so you you lay down the rules, like, okay, everybody in this room is about to do a battle scene, and we're going to do it in slow motion, so it's safe, and, you know, but at the end of this, everybody's dead. And you watch the person who just goes and kills everybody, like, oh well you know you could have wounded them like this is not a race to see like yeah 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 the, pers- board, the person is moving a little bit
0: faster than everyone else when it's supposed yeah. to be in slow motion or
2: they get stabbed but they can still move like just yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
0: pulls out the 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 ankle knife <laughs> like, yeah. no just die <laughs> Well will
2: only die if he's killing someone the person who's killing him you know like yeah come on guy. and then like i'll stop and like why was that so fast like were you having Mm -hmm. fun yes okay well then let's do it again let's reset this Mm -hmm. battle scene take your time let's let's see some limbs lost let's let's Mm -hmm. let's go let's get into it
0: yeah for sure yeah i love those kind of those kind of exercises um tiffany so so uh is it is it mostly in context of of improv that this question comes up um or does it also come up in sketch scripted theater uh writing you know other other Um, areas
1: so i've dabbled in like everything um the most i've done is improv um i'm going on four years um but yeah i've done a little like even just workshops um with sketch or um collaborating on writing a sketch or being in it a little bit of acting like a few plays and stuff here and there and i think that it kind of goes into all of it um And uh, I mean, I guess like the stereotype is like, you can't be an actor unless you have like a big ego, right? Um, But there are a lot of people that don't, and there are a lot of very successful people that don't. Um, And so, yeah, I think it can go into like all those different avenues. Um, So I know both of you have done like a bunch of stuff too. That's not just improv, but it's still performing. Um, And do you feel like it's more an improv, less an improv? more inscripted things um because maybe people have just had more experience in it I, I don't know um what are your thoughts on if there is some type of performance that allows more ego or just calls for it more
0: yeah it's an interesting question because yeah and and maybe so so let me let me kind of like like frame it this way too um let's not forget to back get back to your more direct question, Tiffany, but but like, let's talk about what we really mean when we say ego, because I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. people associate it with more what you were talking about, the the one example, Bob, of somebody who thinks very highly of themselves or thinks thinks that they're hot shit, and there's a little bit of, of of that in a lot of our examples that we gave in um <clears throat> in our improv uh, examples, but I think also ego has to do with just like protecting. You could you could think uh, not highly of yourself and have a lot of ego issues too is, is that like you mm. need a lot of reassurance you know what i mean Is also an ego thing mm. so i don't know what are you what are your guys thoughts on like on like where what the what the like ego spectrum is between like having a fragile ego is that still having a big ego you mm. know what i mean <laughs> it can be big and
2: fragile it can be yeah like, just a big old egg yeah um <laughs> and, and i mean like like and if it goes i mean If we're talking about it's a range or a spectrum, then yeah, too much either way is distracting for the, Mm -hmm. especially if we're talking about, if we're doing a sketch show, if, if somebody on on the ensemble is, you know, having tantrums and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's hard to get a a cohesive thing going. So it can be very distracted. Uh, And answer your like to answer the second part of your question like do i see more of it in one place or another i think it really depends on the performer and where their fear is Mm because i know some performers who who are great actors and they're very comfortable and are very relaxed when they have a script in front of them but when they do you know long form or short form they get scared and i know Mm -hmm. people are the opposite way so Mm -hmm. i think it really depends on you know the person
0: Yeah, because, because I got, I guess the reason I I, I bring it up is because, um, I think in the acting world, uh, and writing, I think acting and writing, there's more ego in the sense of like people needing reassurance, um, Hmm. or, or, or being, um, and, and, and not, not because I don't know, it's just two different kinds of ego. Like, like, did you, do you have a particular side of that in mind, Tiffany, like the, the kind of ego that's like confident and, um, wants to show how, great you think you are versus like the kind that's like am i good enough and needs like coddling like are those Mm. the same or different to you
1: yeah no i didn't even think of the other side honestly um the more fragile side of it um wanting validation at all times um that is definitely part of ego and i didn't think of that when i asked the question i was thinking specifically of um like in improv when someone just wants to steal the show and then you all have to just remember, like, it's improv. No one knows where this is going, right? Um, you all have to kind of bring it back down. Just be like, we're all just kind of doing this together. No one knows what they're doing. Um, we all have, like, little um, little talents, you know, um, like, some person's, like, really good on, like, you know, the, the quick walk-ons and whatever, because um they bring something back that's like, you know, like a callback walk-on kind of thing. Like, some people just shine in those, and that's, like, really awesome, so you right. kind of let them have that. Some people are really good at this and whatever, but when you come together, you could have, like, a group of 12 amazing improvisers that have done it and had killer shows, and then also bomb. So it's, like, how... It's really interesting how ego can still play into that, even though you know that like at any moment, like it could just really suck where the audience is not on your side. And then you're you become that fragile side of it where you're like, you need to compensate and you're like, no, 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 I need to have them like me. I'm I'm on stage for a reason and they need to see that. This could be their first ever improv show. So it can go from like the high ego to the low ego. And I mm-hmm. don't yeah, I guess I didn't think of
0: yeah i don't know i I just i i guess i it i it only just dawned on me because because mm-hmm. again i that when you asked that question about where do you see more ego that's i guess to me that's the type of ego that i see more mm-hmm. yeah. uh i don't see a lot of or i should say as much um of the like overconfident think i'm hot shit in the acting world it's it, it, mm-hmm. it's more it's more like the
2: I mean I've known a, a few yeah. of those though so, Yeah uh, for sure yeah Yeah and, okay. and, and there's another version of that not that but the 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 insecure one where they're counting their lines or like oh mm-hmm. they they casted me in this you know like if it's like a review or something where it's not like a, a through line versus multiple scenes in one mm-hmm. show like oh I was get stuck playing you know the stepdad or you know or the, the bigger character you know or the smaller characters, or yeah. and never get to do with it. Like the the person who who's who's keeping score, because they mm-hmm. they think they deserve more, or I don't know, they want more. It's that's a little frustrating sometimes because I yeah. don't think anybody who's casting or anything really puts that much thought into like, oh, I'm going to get this guy and put in my show. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I I will say that. Uh, what, whatever no matter which place it's, it exists more in there, there's more yeah. in, in improv there's more um uh, i guess kind of like medicine for it you know like mm-hmm. there it, it's kind of a uh it, there part of the reason that i fell in love with improv uh when when i you know found acting first um i might be stealing this from somebody uh from from like a long time ago uh but uh uh I, the, the idea is that like uh the world of acting is still competitive even though it's like about ensemble you're still auditioning for one role um you know there's one lead uh more often than not whereas in improv um ego or not we all have to work together so like it's something that that i think people tend to be a little bit more conscious of and like self reflective about um in the improv world uh, as opposed to to other mediums i would say that's what i think is special and attractive about improv is that it's unavoidable but like we, we can uh have a, a better conversation about it in improv and, and work to grow uh a, you know into a better healthier place about it uh in improv
1: and along that um like to go with that um when you're acting um if you're in a play if you're in a movie if you're in a short film anything like that um, you're like rehearsing, 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 you record, and then it's done. You might never have to see these people again, but you don't do improv just to have one show and then never do it again. So I guess that kind of goes into it too, where you want to be better and you want to have a good ensemble together. Um, so absolutely. you won't do anything to jeopardize yeah. that, you know? So
0: yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You're in it for the long haul. And, yeah. and at any, at any point that right. someone could shuffle the deck and be like you and you let's do a show. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, how many of those troops have you seen or been a part of where it's, oh, when it's us four, we're called this. But sometimes <laughs> we lose that person, we gain a person, and now we're this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not that they're doing it to do punish or anything, just sometimes <laughs> that's the way it happens, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's um let's kind of uh touch on on the the second part of um the very uh, initial questions um, we, we talked a lot about ego and, and just how to, how to like deal with it on a pers- personal level um, and a little bit about, about uh, dealing with, with other people when on stage with you when you're playing. But um, there was also the the part of the question that you asked Tiffany, which was um, how do you block out everything else and just focus on uh, your scene partner? Are there things that, that have uh, worked better or worse for you um, inside of that question of, of being able to like forget the audience or, stay real focused on the people you're playing with
1: i think when there's more people in the audience i don't focus on them um which is very interesting because i haven't had so many shows where like it's sold out there's been a ton of people but i do i have noticed that in those shows it's you can't really focus on just one person um so it's a lot easier to kind of block everyone out you know um which is why but, we gotta
0: sell out these shows. Gotta- yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> help so us out, Lord, people. It. Pack this out. <laughs>
1: um, and I'm gonna say something cheesy right now. Um, you can cut this part out. Um, <laughs> okay. But when my partner is in the audience, I do feel a little bit better. Um, yeah. Even if I don't know where he's sitting, like it does make me feel better to be like.
2: <laughs> I thought you meant scene Bob, partner. Oh, thought- <laughs> <uh-oh>. <laughs> when my scene I'm partner's so, in the audience. I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when we breaking uh, up man, like, that's an okay. old man. That's me being an old man. Um, uh, I understand no, your my, new hip terms for my <laughs> relationships.
1: My <laughs> boyfriend. Okay. I just sound
2: like I'm a nice little That's <laughs> totally fine. I, I was just, imp- I had improv brain. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. When your scene partner's out there and you're doing like one of those town hall scenes, that's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I
0: focus on that Yeah but but for because that can go both ways for people too is is that if mm-hmm. you have a uh, a romantic partner in the audience um mm-hmm. that sometimes it can add pressure or self-consciousness mm-hmm. but for you it uh takes it away it makes you more comfortable
1: mm-hmm. yeah in the beginning it didn't um but it helped that he went through an improv program himself yeah. um and so he he like knows that not every show is going to be a winner you know, he's also come to all my sketch shows that I've done in the past. So um, he knows that there's a difference and he knows that the audience can be supportive and it can still be a not as great show. He knows that the people can be amazing and the audience is just not feeling it. And so like, he understands that. So it makes me feel better that there's someone like on my side off stage. Um, And I hope that everyone's on my side on stage. Right. But that kind of goes with the ego thing or whatever. Like if I'm too much in my head, then I don't care about anyone else on stage either. So I'm not there for them, they're not there for me, like all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I don't know, especially because it's improv, it's hard for me to like get into a character. Like right away I've established the character and I'm good. And then within like a couple minutes, I'm just like not that character anymore. And I'm realizing like other outside things or like thinking about my day or thinking about like just anything. And that doesn't happen so much anymore, but it still happens. And I get so mad at myself when it does. And then I'm mad at myself. And then it's like, how do I come back from that? You know, so yeah. What yeah. are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, on the, on like having a, uh, your partner in the audience?
1: No, just um like, just, completely forgetting the audience itself or just expecting the audience to just be supportive and then just focusing on like the stage. Yeah. That's a good one.
2: Um, Honestly, something I've been working on and it's been really helpful, like uh, playing with like just me and Peterson. (laughs) Like I have to focus on him and not using just his words, but his physicality as gifts. So everything like trying to play curious, I guess, would be mm-hmm. like the best explanation. Like, what what what's happening now, rather than what do I think is going to happen? Like, try to play mm-hmm. like pure improv, like, and, and trying to keep myself busy almost. Like, uh, am I doing object work? Am I and am, am I listening to him? Like, just focus on I'm my dude, and you know, mm-hmm. you don't have time to look at the audience then,
1: because
2: yeah. I, I, I you know. And I think a lot of students do this. I, I was like, we, we talked earlier about going from short form to long form. Uh, I had such a shitty habit of, if I think the line is going to hit, I say the line, give it a second. Then I had to look over, like,
1: mm-hmm. give me my reaction.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah, let, let the laughter rain over me because I earned that. <laughs> I said mm-hmm. that line that made you laugh, right. you know, and that's just a shitty way to play. Uh, so. So uh, not, you know, not focusing on the funny and, you know, that's a note for me, but just like focusing on your partner, focusing on what's going on, what is everything going on and and is there something that he did that maybe he doesn't even notice
1: Mm
2: -hmm. that can use as a gift and like bring to his attention so we can play with something Mm -hmm. that's pure, like organic improv or, you know, or is there something I can offer, you know, just... And my and and also I've been really thinking about what stage picture looks like because when you're just mm-hmm. two people up there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of space. And if you do that thing where one person stands on where's my camera on one side <laughs> and one person stands on the other, that's yeah. uh, boring. Like you gotta you gotta keep it going. Our mm-hmm. our art's a visual art, and I don't think we play mm-hmm. a lot of people pay enough attention to that. Uh, your dialogue can, can only get you so far. You have yeah. to do the you know you have to do the rest of the work. Yeah. So yeah, I
1: like what you said about. You focus on Chris and the audience kind of goes away. Because my thing was, how do I make sure the audience goes away before I get on stage? So then I only focus on my scene partners. Oh yeah. And like that's what trips me up. So like the way you said it is so simple. Um, just focus on your scene partners and then you'll kind of just fade away the audience. Like they'll just become just nothing almost. Yeah, sometimes nothing. We love the audience. Please come back.
0: Oh no, people are going to come anymore. It's going to be zero <laughs> oh, no. audience.
1: Nobody's in the audience. Oh no. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. So go ahead, James.
0: I you know, I I don't have a good answer for this uh either because um uh I'm 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 I've been in a place for a little while now where I'm unsure exactly what i want my relationship to be with the audience because there's part of me that really wants the audience to be a player in the room and to be more conscious of the audience and more engaged with the audience um and uh uh then then there's part of me that that you know is, is always back to the roots of of um more conventional improv uh, which is to yeah focus on your scene partner forget the audience and um I, I guess the the only thing I can really say is is that like that seems to be a matter of how comfortable you are or at least how comfortable I am with the people on stage because mm-hmm. because if if we're really comfortable with each other and we're both like uh we want to do well and like this this le- this audience isn't really engaging so maybe we like be a little more in fact about or really kick up the energy or something um or if like Julia and I do do a show and we like to um do this bit where one of us sits in the audience um, mm-hmm. and breaks the fourth wall or whatever. There's like, I, like she and I can fish around for uh, things and know that we're doing that together and not separately. Mm-hmm. And if you're not as comfortable um then sometimes it feels like one person is trying to win the audience um in spite of you or uh you know with or without you so it's Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's like um as if i'm taking care of that first at that point i'm like okay when like i I still have this open-ended question for myself of like how much do i want the audience to be involved and Mm -hmm. um mm, figuring out like where is the line between where that's an issue of ego and where that's an issue or, or not an issue. And, and uh, just more of like an open playground at, with the live theater experience. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But, so, but I do like that movie. I've seen you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen that. Mo- I call it the guy with the cigar. Cause that happens yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. They said, oh, let me see what you got kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do like, I, in the first couple minutes of it, not first, guy. like during your set, you'll get a vibe of what the house is, and if it's a playful house, I want to play with them because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially if we're doing like a festival or something, and it and you're like the the third, you know, two man that's been up in a row, like you got to do something different. So if involving mm-hmm. them is that thing, cool, but I don't think that's the same thing as being distracted by them. If you're making the choice to use them,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess I, you know, uh, I, I always go to active listening as the, um as the, as the thing, you know, whether I'm not perfect at following my own advice, but, but it's, it, uh, it is about active listening that if I'm really trying to like build comfort and trust with the people that I'm playing with, then I'm very much like wide eye um, focused on, on them and and leaning mm-hmm. in and over gesturing and, and just like <laughs> that, that to me, makes sure that um, I'm staying connected and it makes my partner feel um my connection to them um and uh that is is very helpful to, to 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 me if i if that's what my focus is is like let's make sure that uh i'm connected with these people or um it, it, you know screw, or, if, if, or if the audience is like hostile or or just rowdy or drunk yeah. or whatever and then, then it is just like yeah oh yeah we're like boy we gotta we gotta uh finish cleaning the house don't we <laughs> like it's just over-exaggerated yeah yeah Um, Um, it's
1: really cool because um once we learned to like play for ourselves like in my specific troupe that we perform every now and then um seems like eight years ago the last time we performed but it was in march actually um but once we started learning to like play for each other and not the audience that did really help us too um because we were just trying to make each other laugh And we learned that from rehearsals, because we would play a game, make Keenan laugh. Um, And (laughs) Keenan breaks all the time, you know, Keenan. And, like, it was so fun playing that game. And then once we realized how much fun we can have, we would, like, do full sets, like, 25 minutes of just playing make Keenan laugh, but, like, actually have character arches Mm -hmm. or arcs.
0: Either way, somewhere. arcs,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah I
1: mean, <laughs>
2: um, either uh, yeah, either got to have a full story or comfortable feet. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and storylines, like when we had all of that too while we were playing this game. So that does help, but sometimes like in front of an audience, I forget all of that mm-hmm. because now there's another element to the play. Um, so that's why like my question was like phrased the way it was because like – yeah. If you focus on the people first, then you kind of don't care about the audience. You can include them if you want. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want with them. They're just like a prop, kind of. Um, yeah, totally. So it's just like my mindset, thinking like, don't try to turn them off before you even get on stage, because then you're just thinking about, well, who is the audience? Like, are these people gonna like this? Like, and then you just get screwed.
0: Yeah, there's um, and there's there's good advice out there too of um just just acknowledging that you're nervous or that you're, you are like self-conscious or whatever, like, as opposed to, to, to going into this place of like, of like, forget about it, you know, uh, uh, just pretend like this or this or this is, is, is instead of trying to fight it just to be like, huh, okay, I'm nervous and, uh, that's okay. And then, um, yeah, focusing on the, on the scene partner first. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree, Bob. That's, that's really great advice. Um, and, uh, Probably going to work to people's benefit more than than trying to trick right. yourself into thinking that the way that you're feeling isn't what it is you know
2: <laughs> yeah. another thing i like to do is uh create the environment like actually make that fourth wall something physical like uh the go-to fridge like mm-hmm. oh like uh, i can't tell you how many times i've went to the fr- you know mm-hmm. the fridges here mm-hmm. the sinks here like i know what the back wall of my old kitchen from my my the house I grew up in is so like I since it's such a almost a visceral memory like it's hard to push that or poke a hole in that fourth wall yeah mm.
0: totally yeah. yeah well this has been such a great conversation and, yeah. and we're getting to the end of our our time here um but uh tiffany before we wrap up um are there things going on for you in the virtual world uh that people can check out anything you want to plug
1: I don't think it's going to be done by August, so no. Uh, So you can cut that part out. Um,
2: Okay. (laughs) You think uh, James does a lot more editing than he does. (laughs) 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 Uh, He's not cutting anything out. (laughs) Mark for cutting? Mark for cutting? (laughs) Well, um, is there something you're working on that might be out <laughs> after August that you might want to plug yes. that, that um, people can look out for? Yeah, Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, we are relaunching our podcast. Uh, my friend Shama and I are relaunching Chai Tea Party, uh, which was a talking point um, at all of my improv auditions. Um, and uh, we are bringing it back. Um, it's two South Asian American girls talking about um, not only what it's like to be that, Uh, But especially in this climate, but also other people who are doing things out of the norm. Um, We're no longer like the model minority kind of things. Neither of us are doctors or lawyers and we're still kind of figuring it out, which is like. A stigma in itself, Uh, we talk about like mental health relationships, like, just kind of anything you can think of um, because people have tried to silence us for so long. So uh,
0: there's that. Um, that sounds great. So, yeah, <laughs> so cool. I don't care when that's done. I mean, I want to hear about it now. Yeah, and look for it whenever.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometime in the future. Who I'm knows? gonna be there. I yeah,
2: take your time. James will edit it. Like,
1: <laughs> I actually uh, uh, maybe he will. Maybe we'll hire what? you.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. I'm always open to it. The, uh, Tiffany, though. Um, so so you said you were. It's a returning podcast. It's something that you <laughs> um, got uh quite a few number of episodes at like 40 or what am i wrong about that um, Less?
1: 36 i think
0: okay okay episodes um, we did. okay great are those yeah, still available enjoy- or are they yes. uh yeah. okay cool and so um, pe- people can go and and if if uh they haven't seen it yet and that sounds interesting they can uh uh take a look at what you've done so far right
1: mm-hmm. yep they're okay, all well, on itunes um stitcher google play like wherever you find podcasts oh, chai okay. tea party um and um, we're going to keep those episodes forever. We got rid of our Instagram, so we have to start over again. Um, so I'll add my handle when, um, you know, we like officially have it back and all that stuff. Um, but teapartyshow.com is our website. Um, and that has archived everything as well. So if you just want to see what we've done, um, it's all on there. So. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds nice. great. Really cool. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, wonderful. Um, thank you again so much for joining, Tiffany. It's been a great conversation. You've been a wonderful guest. And thank you
1: guys so much. It's so good to see you guys. I'm okay. sad that we can't <laughs> all be in the same room, but
0: so yeah yeah (laughs) regardless yeah it is it is very nice to see you uh uh the virtual you (laughs) (laughs) and um i'm glad i'm glad that you're doing well and um we'll look forward to talking to you again uh sometime soon um thanks for joining we'll catch you next time on improv faq at length bye